Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Well, hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, and I am really excited to have with me Andy Howard. Hello. How are you? And thank you for having me. Uh, Excited to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited, really excited to have you. Andy has quite an amazing testimony and is just a regular guy with a regular story that has struggled with depression, um, has been in the ministry, and it has a story to share. And he has a podcast now and a book and just really excited to have you share what you went through and how that depression kind of took over and the freedom that you were able to receive from, from counseling and from your, your love with God. And yes, I'd love to hear your story. Well, thanks so much. I'm excited, always excited to get to share our story and just what God's done for me. And my prayer is it will be a blessing to you and to anyone who may be listening. Maybe you stumbled on this podcast by accident today. I would tell you that I don't believe in accidents. And I do believe, even as we prayed before this started, that uh, you were ordained to to hear this message today and that God has hope for you. And if if you hear nothing else from what I uh, talk about today, just know that there is hope, uh, that there is someone who loves you more than you can ever comprehend. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what I hope mainly comes a, a, across today. But yeah. uh, do you just want me to start with kind of my story and uh, everything that happened? Or, or Yeah. Or oh, my God. Have? I'm like, I can definitely tell you are amazing in ministry. Um, <laughs> you just go right to the heart of people. I love that. <laughs> well, yeah, thank this, you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I me, could, uh, yeah. it happened. In youth, so I served as a youth pastor for the majority of, yeah. of my ministry for almost 20 years. The last okay. three years, we uh, actually served as marriage pastors. And oh, so I, I cool. make the joke, it's very similar. Uh, some just have less hair and more wrinkles. <laughs> but the that. kids or the, yeah. the, the adults, they're very similar. But no, really, yeah. we're all just, uh, we're all in people in, in need of, of more of Jesus and more hope in our life. So What's wild though, I, I was serving, I felt like I was doing everything the right way. I, I was spending my time with God. I, I was at the height of my ministry days yeah. and somehow stumbled into depression. I mean, if you would have asked me before any of this happened, I never made light of it, but just was unaware of it, uh, yeah. of depression itself. And yeah, uh, we were we were having a baby girl, uh, oh. so excited about that, and her name her name is Peyton. She actually just turned 15 uh, this last Thursday. Yes. Which wow. is a miracle in itself. Uh, yeah. You'll hear the story, but she was, they, they really didn't put a, a number on how long she would live. In fact, her first year was a miracle that she survived mm-hmm. this long. But wow. yeah, I remember sitting in the chief neurologist of uh, downtown children's hospital here in outside of Dallas. Uh, well, we live outside of Dallas, but in Dallas where yeah where we met with him and it's one of those uh that I will never forget that he walks in with a box of Kleenexes and my wife Tiffany was with me and so we knew this <laughs> this is not good but he just started mm-hmm. telling us uh, the results he saw from the MRI on her brain and he said there's no easy way to tell you this but uh, she's got 10% brain function 
she'll never walk. She'll never be able to talk. And if so, maybe 150 words or less with her vocabulary. Uh -huh. uh, she, she can't use her hands like to hold a pencil or anything like that with detail with, with her fingers. But if lucky, she may be able to use her arms to hug a pillow or to give you a hug. And, and she's legally blind. And there was at some point there where everything just kind of faded into the background as he was just telling us you know, what he saw and yeah. he's, he's a doctor and he just had to deliver that news and there was nothing, you know, evil about it. He, he was just delivering the news, yeah. but it, it was just at that point that, uh, he kind of turned into Charlie Brown's teacher and just kind of faded in the background. And I, I don't even remember I just grabbed Tiff's hand and we tried our best to make it down that long walk to the parking garage. And, at that point, because it was very much a public setting, at that point we we got to the garage and just broke and just uh just mm -hmm. started crying and I, I called my parents. That's what I, I what I did in life. No matter when I fell down, scraped my knee. You know, you run to mom, you run to dad, mm -hmm. and they were also my pastors for all my life. They they were in ministry and so were all my brothers. I have four brothers. They were all in ministry. So wow, we, we very much from a ministry family. So wow, so whole idea of depression that's why it was just so foreign to me because uh, I had never experienced anything like that so mm -hmm. what's wild I, I did the good thing what a dad would do and I, I told Tiff you know what I'm going to beat down the doors of heaven every every day until my daughter is healed and and I truly believe that was going to happen and you know what it didn't happen that way God had a different plan uh, somewhere along the way though my honest sincere prayers uh and i don't even remember exactly how or when and what time frame it was within a year i'd say they they turned bitter uh they turned into kind of why me prayers like yeah god i mean do you see me i'm a, I'm a youth pastor for crying out loud we, we were not doing it for the money uh it was never about money the calling to yeah. ministry isn't so we didn't, I, in fact, I was bivocational. I, I worked several jobs to be able to do this job because it was what I love doing is helping, you know, teens, helping kiddos. Yeah. And so I, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, in John 11, uh, you hear that story about Lazarus and Mary and Martha, and they were very close to Jesus. And yet they felt like, God, if you owe anybody, <laughs> You owe us, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we've done life together. If, yeah. if you could, I see you healing everybody else. Surely you could have took care of Lazarus. And so that's where I was. And and so mm -hmm. now looking back, I, I do see, and I would tell you if you're listening, our God is he, such a loving creator. He's such a loving God, a father to us. But uh, don't be scared to ask him the tough questions because for so long I thought, who, who am I? <laughs> Who am I? I mean, he could just like strike me down, right? Right. If and he still could, he, he's God, right? He's got, but yeah, John eleven thirty five, like the shortest verse in the Bible, just two words. Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew exactly why. If you read at the beginning of John eleven, uh, he told his disciples, I'm, "I'm glad I'm not there, so now we can prove God's glory," and uh, he knew exactly what he was going to do. Yet when he got there. Uh, he heard from Mary and Martha with the tough questions like, where were you? Don't you care about us? All that. Why did you let this happen to my brother? Uh, yes, to my brother. So John eleven thirty five happens. Jesus wept. The shortest verse in the Bible. Yeah, he cared enough about them. He knew, hey, I'm about to raise him up from the dead. He's God, right? He knows that. Yeah. yeah he still took the time to 
to weep with him because I think he cares. I think that one scripture is for each and every person listening right now. No matter what you're, maybe you don't have a special needs kid, but I am not naive enough to know I'm the only person that's ever dealt with something like this. Yeah. Uh, he cares about whatever you're going through and he he cares enough about you that he weeps with you. He, he does. And I say this all the time now, looking back, I know this has happened for me and not mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And all the things he saw <laughs> well into my future that I couldn't see and all the yeah. people that I'm getting to help today uh, through the struggle and through the, through the, some of the hard parts mm-hmm. it is because he saw and he trusted me with this. And so I'm so grateful. Uh, I, I, you know what? I still wish, <laughs> I still wish and pray for her healing. And I know that one day she will be healed. I have that complete assurance because that the relationship with Jesus. And I, I would dive into that for a second. If, if you're fine with that, Yeah. there was a, there was a pastor's wife. Her, her name is uh, Jackie, dear mm-hmm. friends of ours. They're actually from Virginia. So they've never been to our home, but they were praying one day at, at service and she was during the worship service and she just started writing down everything. She had this vision about Peyton and uh, she called me after the service and want to make sure Tiff was there to hear this. I said, I just wanted to tell you what I saw. And she's never been to our home, but she said, I, I saw her in this hospital bed. Do y'all have a hospital bed for Peyton? And it's true. We, in her room, she has a hospital bed. She said, well, I just saw her, her body laying flat in the hospital bed, but kind of her spirit man was sitting up, you know, crisscross applesauce. The only way she could explain it, sitting up at the foot of the bed. And wow. as, as it kind of, the vision, I guess, rolled around or the camera angle, as you could say, in her vision, what she saw rolled around. She realized that Jesus was also at the foot of her bed and they were playing some mm-hmm. kind of game. She said that really didn't matter to me. I was just so fascinated on seeing Jesus and Peyton, but they were playing chess or checkers. Oh. But she said, I just wanted you to know <laughs> that they are quite close, Andy. You need to know that like they're, I could just feel they're, they're like good pals and they're quite close. And that meant so much to me because this whole time, like for years, I, I've wrestled with this thinking of all the things that she has missed out on, like hmm. all those, uh, I don't know, tea parties that I had planned that I thought as a good dad that I would do with her or, hmm. or all the other things. And now I realize she feels so bad for her daddy. She's like, but dad. <laughs> look at all the things you're missing out on look at the and I do have a great relationship with Jesus but I don't feel like I could have that relationship that I get to have one-on-one wow. chess games with Jesus how cool is that so yeah looking back I can see there is hope and, and one day I, I kind of relate it back in, in the book I talk about it but I relate it back to there used to be a tv show way it was kind of like a, a game show but Mm-hmm. called the biggest loser it yeah. was about and we're very much oh you're familiar good we're yeah. very much health nuts now and so even back then we were watching it we would get fascinated by it but one thing that they had was this uh, immunity pass right and they could give it to them and they'd survive the week for lack of better words they could no matter if they gained 10 pounds that week they wouldn't be voted off you know they got to stay in the camp and so it was so valuable to them they would do so much to get this pass mm-hmm. and for me uh, I feel like, wow, God loved my baby girl enough that he's given her a, a pass. Like she's got an immunity pass straight to heaven because she will never lose her innocence. She will never, uh, you know, how the Bible talks about that age of accountability. She will never know that there's so much that she doesn't know. Wow. There's so much she can't even do. But however, one day, wow, what if her first steps are 
on streets of gold. Uh, what if our first words are Jesus? How cool would that be? So maybe I've been missing out on uh, just because of perspective. I, I think it's all about viewpoints. And so I was looking at all the negative things. I was looking at all the things she was missing. Mm -hmm. But now I look at all the things she's gained and uh, that's gave me hope. Wow. Wow. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So well, thank you. would you say that the, that kind of led into your depression because she's 15 now. Yeah. Um, so did that kind of lead into. So that is where the depression came from, uh, okay. from her diagnosis, uh, from yeah. the lack of. I guess the lack of healing or the lack of what I thought she needed. And I know God, that's, what's wild. I taught this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In fact, even if I were sitting across from myself, I would counsel myself as, Oh, just give it to God or give it to Jesus. And it, you know, it's easy to tell others. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to self-diagnose or self tell yourself these things, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, uh, for me, I just fell into this depression and didn't even realize where it, it slowly became a bad day. I was mm -hmm. kind of grumpy, uh, yep. not having a good day, which led to yep. Yep. a bad day, which led to a bad week, a bad month. And the next thing you know, I finally tell my wife, which she knows me <laughs> better than yeah. anyone else, but she's like, what's wrong with you? You know, you're, yeah. and it, it led to that. And then she saw that I need to uh, seek counseling. And I know we talked about that a little bit uh, at that point. Uh, my ideal of therapist or even counseling. Uh, <laughs> and it's hard talking to a therapist now, right? Telling this part. But I, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, I didn't, and I would highly advise that now. That's one thing coming from this side of it. Uh, the more people I let in, like I was just trying to carry this on my own. I was trying to carry this burden. Even Jesus says, you know, bring me your burdens, trade them for peace and for joy. My, my burden's easy right yeah. and yet we i was still trying to hold on to all of it on my own yeah so as i what i found is even telling people you can trust you want to be very careful obviously with those you yeah. let in on yep. some stuff you share but i my good friends that i knew had my back that supported me the more people i let in uh the lighter the burden got because we were all carrying it together and they were supporting me and they were helping me and yeah. so even uh looking back now i i just thought from what I've seen on TV and what I was taught about therapists, oh, you got to lay, because I'm an introvert, which is weird uh, as a, as a pastor, uh, so many people, I would much rather speak to 200 people on stage than one-on-one -on -one with one person. It's just hard sure. for me. Yeah. But uh, what I have found though, is that was a very important season for me to have someone who, one, they didn't judge me, my yeah. therapist actually yeah. prayed for me and I yeah. cared for me and yeah. helped me unpack a lot of stuff that yeah. was just lies. And that's what, that's what I've learned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to talk about it to others, but when it's on yourself, you don't even see it, but like, you know, right. the enemy, the devil, he is, he's a liar. He's the father of lies. That's when he speaks, he's lying. Right. And so you, you have, you have to believe your truth. You have to believe the word of God. You have to stand on that. And that's not always easy when you're going through mm -hmm. the dark times. You you lose your sight on mm -hmm. Jesus. You, mm -hmm. you, you know, even like the stories of, of the the storms on, on the waves, right? You, yeah. You, you look to the left and the right. You look at all the surroundings around you. And that's when you yeah. start to sink. Right. And so uh, that's what I've found has been very helpful for me is having having someone who 
from an outsider's perspective can mm -hmm. can see what you can't see, right? You're in, yeah. you can't see forest because the trees sometimes when right. you're in the middle of it. So it's been very right. helpful. Yeah, and um, off camera, you had shared with me that you thought counseling where you just kind of was, you know, where you sit and lay lay on a couch, yeah, and kind of like it's Freudian, that um, it's kind of that old style how therapy how therapy was or you know portrayed that it was. Um, so yeah. I think what you're speaking to is something that is very very common. And it's actually why I even started my podcast is to bring mental health into the church and for people to be more comfortable with mental health and to not be afraid of therapists and to not be afraid of the topic of mental health. Because there's actually some people, Andy, that are not going to go to a therapist and pastors need to be comfortable with talking about it. So, you know, so I don't expect everyone to come to a therapist, but I will would expect somebody in the church to understand mental health because that's what that's what the, the Bible's filled with is mental health issues. And so we wow. have to be aware of, you know, especially like David in the Old Testament. Mm. I mean, he was just roller coaster of emotions. And if we yeah. can't see that that's mental health, we're, we're going to struggle like how you struggled. You know, like I thought I was doing good. I was doing all the right things. And I think this is something that the church is being awakened to yeah. is this important piece and this missing piece because what happens is you actually become closer to God. And mm. so I would love to know kind of the breakdown of what shifted for you and what kind of what you were believing before you went to counseling and then what the Lord showed you, you know, like from that, I'm not feeling worthy. I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm struggling to now I know I'm worthier, you know, talk to me yeah. about that shift and that change for you. So for me, as my wife, again, I, I would say it's such a pillar, uh, best friend of mine, uh, 20 years now, coming yeah. up May 24th that we've been married. So it's just, it's wild. Uh, it's been a crazy long journey, but she's been yeah. by my side. So I trust her. Yeah. And so I would encourage you guys, one, even her, when she was asking, are you okay? Mm -hmm. If you have someone you trust that's asking those questions it's for years, so I don't know if it was years, but there was several, at least months that I was just putting a fake smile on my face. And so even through the whole process, I still saved on as a youth pastor. Yeah. And so I would get up and, you know, and God would still use me, which was wild uh, for me because yeah. I'm feeling miserable and yet I'm still yeah. seeing responses at the altar call or I'm still able to pray yeah. for others. Yep. And it was even more uh, confusing to an extent because I would see God heal prayers or take care or see him take care of burdens for others. And yet I was feeling left alone or feeling forgotten. And mm -hmm. so that was hard. But yeah. so when she encouraged me to see a, a therapist uh, and then they started uh, each session, this was the coolest thing with, with prayer. Like, and yeah, you're not laying on this couch. It's very casual. It's just comfortable. It's just a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite coffee with you, whatever. And it was just so yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and what I found is they said, uh, you know what? Uh, I actually love people who would, would take the time to invest in making themselves better. Why wouldn't you want to make yourselves better? And I was like, you know what? That is true. I am trying to make myself better. So yeah. for whatever reason, I had a negative thought process of seeing counseling or a therapist to go into positive. So for me, when you say what changed and I told her and, and you'd have to know the whole story. So I would tell you the shortest version of it, but 
we truly believe it was medical malpractice. We did not sue or anything. Just felt led to go there. But we were young parents when Peyton was born and yeah. eager, but doing all the things. And saw one of the best doctors in Dallas. Won't even mention their name. It's not even about that. But they were, you know, had magazine covers all over. Like they voted number one doctor in Dallas, all the cool things. Mm -hmm. Wow. We've lucked out into an amazing doctor, but what she uh, kept doing every time uh, towards the end, I had, it's a five, one, one rule, right? They, when you're brand new and you're so excited about the baby, they said you'd have contractions. Uh, they'd be five minutes apart. Uh, they would last for a minute and I forget the last one, but there was a, anyways, I was, I was the nerdy dad with the notebook and I was ready. Oh, Oh, honey, it's been five minutes. It's time to go, right? It's not, and yeah. we're, okay, let's go. And we got sent home three different times uh, that weekend of Peyton's birth. And because she said, oh, you're just, you're just too excited and everything's fine. And each time, like her heart rate would be, uh, they'd check the monitor very low and it's, oh, she's probably just sleeping. And, and they would uh, give Tiff some uh, orange juice or a cracker or something. It would spike back up, I guess, the energy or the sugar, whatever. And they're saying, you're good. Just go home. Trust me. You'll know. But yet the whole time she was in so much pain, I knew she was in labor. And I, for the longest, I held on to that. So to take it back even further, our pastors, we, we did these uh, personality tests and stuff just to help uh, kind of get to know the staff better, get to know, be able to serve people better. And I was pegged. I don't know if you remember this one, but there's so many of them nowadays. But, but back then there was the, you were either the lion, the otter, the golden retriever, or uh, I forget the fourth one, four different personalities. Yeah. And I was kind of pegged as the golden retriever person, just love people, friendly, uh, loyal, all the things. But yet our pastor was a lion and he was, and I want you to hear my heart in case he's watching, phenomenal leader and yeah. still have such a great relationship with him to this day. He was like a, a dad to me because my dad passed many years ago. So it's very much like a dad to me. So I love him to death, but he would make these little jokes here and there. And this is how the enemy works again. Mm -hmm. All you little golden retrievers uh, out there. And he never meant it as a bad thing, but I would say, Oh man, I'm a golden retriever. I can't. So, so uh -huh. this is already being planted yeah. in my head. Yeah, yeah. So then this doctor, it, I, this whole time I was thinking, man, why didn't I stand up to her? I didn't know, but I knew the 511 rule is what they had taught me. So I was doing my best. And, and yet every time she said we needed to go home, I didn't stand up and say, my daughter needs you to do your part. And so uh -huh. the therapist saw this breakthrough that I didn't even see just as I was telling her the story. You were believing a lie yes. that you were not speaking up for yourself, not protecting your family, not protecting so your daughter. So it was daughter. my fault. Yes. It was my fault. And she said, it's like you are holding yourself hostage with a gun. That's the visual picture that she mm -hmm. gave me. And I didn't ever think about it that way. And so that's why I couldn't move on because I was blaming myself for my daughter. So long story short, but they said she was in the birthing canal for some 54 hours. And when she even came out, like her arms were stuck. So like you could pull them out, but they would just pop back because of, and even... She had lost oxygen and oh. the cord was wrapped around her. And so there was so much. And I just wish, wish, wish. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, for whatever reason it happened, looking back now, I know God's hand's been upon it and he's, he cares. Yeah. That's why when I go back to the John 11, 35, 
He weeps too. I don't think that was his plan. I don't by any means. I'm not one of those people that oh God allowed that to happen. No, no, it, no. It, it did happen. Yep. But I don't think he allowed that to happen. He's making the most of what's happened. So he's using her story. So here's the wild part. Uh I would always pray, you know, I told you I was gonna beat down heaven every day till she gets her healing. Well, at the very end, I would always pray, and God, you're gonna use her story to reach millions. Aww. And I didn't know what that meant. I always thought it meant. I don't know. She's going to jump out of her wheelchair and run in here and interrupt this podcast and be like, dad, I'm here. I, I, I love you. And I'm yeah. going to hear her talk for the first time and all those things. And it hasn't happened that way. But however, here I am mm -hmm. getting to speak with Heidi in Minnesota, who I probably would have mm -hmm. never met. I got to do a podcast yesterday in Canada, uh, a podcast from California. Her story is just going out and it's reaching yeah. millions. So it's not the way. I had it planned, but God is doing it. And so, yeah. and there's one more quick story. I don't want to take all your time just telling, but I think this is very good if you're, yes. if you're listening. So at the height, all this is happening. We went to Gulf Shores, Alabama uh, for yeah. a vacation, wanted to get away. I mentioned my best friends. They went with us. Mm -hmm. uh, they were also, they were pastors on staff there. And uh, so we split a condo together, just trying to save money. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> We, we went to a beautiful area, it's supposed to be happy, right? This is at the height of the depression. This is when I'm having this breakthrough as well with, with the therapist. Yeah. It's Friday morning, our last day there. And I had just been miserable that week because I'm walking around, supposed to be happy on the beach in a beautiful environment, but I'm seeing dads getting buried in the sand by their kids. I'm seeing dads playing Frisbee or kicking a soccer ball on the beach and all these things that I'm not getting to do. And and then that very last day, I couldn't sleep. It's about 4.30 in the morning. I decided I'm going to get up and uh, take a walk on the beach. I do that. There's nobody around. I'm, I'm just loving the, the, I just always have loved just the sound of the waves coming in, just the fresh air, just beautiful. Trying my best just because I was miserable. I couldn't sleep. I didn't want to stay in there. And I couldn't stay in the condo because of space. So I just wanted to get away. But I, I noticed about 100 yards ahead of me, there's this couple walking. I couldn't tell exactly what they're doing. I, I saw they had flashlights. And uh, then I realized they were collecting something. But as I got closer, I realized they were collecting seashells because they would keep some and they'd throw some back. And then I realized they were throwing back all the broken ones. They were only keeping the whole complete seashells. And it was at that moment, like, and I told you this off camera, but I felt in my heart of hearts this whisper that there is beauty in the broken and it was like this damn wow. uh broke uh that all this pent up joy and everything just released i started bawling like a madman i'm sure if anyone could see me at 4 30 in the morning thank god it was still dark yeah. but uh, they would have thought what is going on with this dude but it, it did it all just uh released oh. all this pressure and all this stuff i'd been carrying so i started collecting the broken seashells in fact when i saw the whole ones i would throw those back <laughs> oh <laughs> just, my I just doubled up my shirt so and just started collecting them yeah. yeah it was just an amazing moment for me just a breakthrough mm -hmm. moment and so I, we actually still have those to this day as a rem reminder but even uh several years later our, our worship pastor one sunday morning was uh doing worship and he said hey i just got to tell you this and so we're going to wrap this up here with the story but he says uh my name is Zachary. And you know what that means? I was like, no, I don't. He said, my name means God remembers. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. So God remembers. I love that. Oh, but he said, no, you're not hearing God remembers. God puts back together again. That's what my name means. 
And it was like, wow, <laughs> that was so powerful that God remembers. And so that's what I would challenge anybody who's listening to this this episode to know mm-hmm. that he remembers you exactly where you're at, exactly what you're going through. And he puts back together again. And there is beauty in the broken. So you may feel broken or feel, you may feel like you're just some random blip on the radar that God has forgotten you. He hasn't. No. He loves you. He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose mm-hmm. for your pain. And he wants to use your pain for his his goodness and his glory. He remembers you. This is so beautiful. Um, I really, really love how you were able to share how the Lord revealed truth with the help of a counselor. You know, like you didn't know, you said you didn't know what you don't know, and that the counselor was able to help you to see the the broken pieces that you weren't seeing to actually reveal the truth, which actually brought you freedom to be able to live your life in peace. And yeah, so this is, this has been wonderful having you on and hearing your story. And I would love it if you could pray for our listeners. I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of experiencing like breakthrough just by hearing your story. And so if I just want to encourage you, if you're listening and you're experiencing that, just say yes. And amen. Like, thank you, Jesus. Like, God is moving and you're finding yourself in Andy's story and just, and just go with that. So yeah, I would just go ahead. Thank you. One, <laughs> thank you for doing this. Uh, I think this is so cool what you're doing and all the people you're helping. I, I was telling you off uh, air, I guess, or before we recorded, I wish 10 years ago at the height of my depression, all the things that all these podcasts and different uh, radio shows and just the awareness of mental health. I, I wish it would have been, and maybe it was, I, I, but it wasn't as prevalent. Not as, as it much. Is Not yeah. as much. Yep. So thank you for doing yeah. what you're doing. And I'd be honored oh. to uh, to pray for anyone who's yeah. uh, watching this. Lord, yeah. wow, you're so good. You're faithful. You're so faithful. And I thank you, God, for whoever may have, again, I use the word stumbled on this podcast today. I don't believe it's an accident that they're hearing even this prayer right at this very moment. I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would surround them with your peace that passes all understanding, Father. That you would just wrap your love around them like a warm blanket. Let them know that they are not forgotten, Lord, that you are the God who remembers. You are the God that puts back together again. That you see them exactly where they're at. And Lord, you have a plan of hope and a future for them. And that the enemy may have meant to still kill and destroy them. But God, you are more. (laughs) And Lord, anxiety has a name. Depression has a name. Fear has a name. (laughs) And because of that, I say in the name of Jesus, we, we... We cast them at your feet, and we ask for this bondage to be broken in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would surround every listener who maybe they're hearing this live, maybe they're going to hear this a year from now, maybe it's five years from now, but you know, and you're not scared, you're not surprised because you are not limited by time. And I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness and just what you're going to do with each story that comes from this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Woo!
Thank, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, God is good. Yeah, yes. he is very good. Yes. Um, and he's done a lot of good in and through you and Peyton and your family. And I would love for you to share how the listeners could get a hold of you, how they can purchase your book, what what you're doing, and even hiring you and getting you to book you for speaking. You. you you are available for that as well. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yes. Uh, the easiest way on the majority of all that is andyhoward.com. Okay. It's my website. But uh, you'll find out even if I'm speaking in your area, I would love to catch up with you guys anytime. I would love to see, you know, see, see you or meet you or be able to pray with you. So it's so cool. Uh, I do speak for uh, youth camps, uh, youth conferences, uh, oh, even yes. business conferences and things. God has been opening up so many doors now. So it's, uh, you know, depression itself is a topic that is not affected by just the church. So it's really cool. I, I used to get invited to speak at churches, but now God has opened doors where now I'm speaking to people that normally may not come to church. Maybe it's just a business conference, but yet depression has become so big uh, that even businesses are bringing in people to touch on depression. And, yeah. and if they're, I'm very uh, obedient to them uh, if they do not want me to mention faith. So I, I do, I, uh, I honor that. Yeah. But yet when they buy the book, uh, they end up getting to hear all about faith yeah. and hear my story. So God has opened yeah. up some crazy doors. But so yes, cool. if you'd love to buy the book, it's called When Words Don't Come Easy. It's available on Amazon. Uh, also, I'll read it for you on Audible. Or uh, if you're a Kindle person, we have it there as well. And so yeah. God has just been, uh, he's, you know the song, he's too good not to believe. He's too yeah. good to not believe. Yeah, and it's that's just, so I, I've good. I've hear that song run over and run over lately. And you know what? For years, I couldn't believe it because I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. But he's been so faithful, even through the darkest of the storms. He was there and I just didn't see it. And I know he's there for each and every one of you guys listening today. So I hope I pray that you will use either whether it's through a, a good therapist whether it's reaching out just to some friends of letting them aware of what you're going you know baby steps you don't have to do all of it the first day but just don't ever give up don't lose hope because he he has a plan for you thank you so much thank you andy well thank you it was honored being on and i look forward to uh seeing what what happens from here but thanks so much for uh having me yeah absolutely it's been an honor to have a golden retriever on my show um, and I, I, I personally would say that there is so much more to being a golden retriever and I actually see a lion in you. Um, and there's a lot of honor and trust that comes from being a golden retriever. It's no small, um, it's no small feat to be a trusted person. Um, so sometimes a lion can just roar, but a, yeah. you know, a golden retriever will sit and listen. And there, oh. I mean, to me, that's, that's what Jesus does. He sits and listens to us. And so, thank you. um, yeah, so it's been an honor having you on. Well, it's, again, an honor being here, and thanks for all you're doing. This is really cool. So I'm very happy that I have another a podcast that I can throw out to my friends and anyone I awesome. come in contact with. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.